Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm that guy living down the hall who's always playing Nickelback at top volume and yelling at kids who suck on Call of Duty. I mean, I'm Alex. What's the difference? <laughs> this week... <laughs> oh no, we're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep, uh, directed by John Watts from 2017... Yep. It has a 92% uh, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 88% audience score. So this is not only an addition to our MCU series, it is also an addition to our long overdue <laughs> Spider-Man sure. series that we started way back when. Like, yep, the Spider-Man series that was literally... The second thing we did? Yeah, the second franchise we ever we ever uh, went through. So yeah. that's fun. We're coming back around. The Transformers 5, it's all... It's, time is a flat circle. See... The problem is, the Earth is also this flat. movie makes me regret even more that I gave The Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man a B+. Because now I go, oh, oh, that's what a good Spider-Man movie is. <laughs> I, I still think you can make the argument. I think most people would make the argument that Spider-Man 2 is a good Spider-Man movie. <laughs> it's fine. I... <laughs> We've already been down this rabbit hole. Clearly, I'm in the minority. So, Tyler, what is your best thing and your worst thing about Spider-Man Homecoming? By the way, that title is on point. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, my best thing is Tom Holland. I will say that for for the, the brief bit that I just defended Spider-Man 2 for, um, even though we both gave it, like, I think I, I think we both gave it a B plus, right? No. I gave it a B minus. Right, that's why you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it a B. Oh, okay. You can't even match your own standards. No, 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 no because you gave. Wait, were you saying Amazing Spider-Man or? I, I'm very confused. I gave a B plus to Amazing Spider-Man. Right. Okay. I thought. Yes. I, I zoned out for a second. I thought you were talking about Spider-Man too. Okay. No. Well, now that's even worse, but that's fine. Um... <laughs> I I still hold that that Amazing Spider-Man is better than Spider-Man Two. That I know. I know. I'm in the minority on that one. I I'm gonna stay away from that yeah. can of worms. Well, I mean, I mean, I think I gave. I mean, we're the same comparing movie. we're comparing this movie to all the other Spider-Man. I think I gave them the same grade. I just. Yeah. Anyway, you gave them both Bs. Yeah. Um, my point is, the what I what I was gonna get at is that with uh. This is the best one. Well, yes. <laughs> but we we bashed Toby McGuire a lot in those first three, and, and kind of throughout. Just bits and pieces throughout the podcast. Not that we have anything against Toby Maguire as a person, or whatever. See, we thing. have like ten references that go we just... see the Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> we have ten references that we're just constantly rotating through. That's, that's of just good. like people. Time is a flat circle. People we're not fans of, or um, movie movies or movie series that we're not fans of. We yes. we just cycle through like ten jokes, and yeah, that's all we got. That's all we got. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. So for for what we complained about, like if you if you are a huge fan of Tom, Tobey Maguire, and you have ever been told that he's a bad Spider Man, or like you're like I don't understand, like he's so much better than like Andrew Garfield because look he's got the nerdy stuff going on or whatever. He's this not a, is the, he's not a hipster on a skateboard. This is what we were looking for when we wanted nerdy high school Peter Parker. Yeah, Tom Holland. Yeah, he's perfect. There, full stop. Like I, I, exactly what I wanted. Well, like I said. It, in our Civil War review, this is the first time I've looked at somebody playing Spider-Man, and I didn't think of the actor first. I was yep. just like, "Oh, that's Peter Parker." Yep. Which Spider-Man helps because it's a young actor, but still, yep. like, 
Well, I mean, yeah. I, I've even seen him in a couple of other things, but I, I don't immediately go to yeah. Tom Holland. Like I do with Tobey Maguire or Andrew sure. Garfield. I don't know. Yeah. So what's your worst he, thing? I was just going to say, he looks like a high schooler. Oh, he's not a 30-year-old man, you mean? He's not a 30-year-old man. I, I remember back when we talked about Amazing Spider-Man, I, I I think Andrew Garfield might have been older than Tobey Maguire when we're talking like their first movies. But for really? some reason, I, I, I'm i not 100% sure about that. I'm sure we talked about this before. I feel like Tobey Maguire was probably like 25 or something, and I think Andrew Garfield may have been closer to like 28. Yeah, that sounds right. That's, that's just off the top of my head. It's just, I, I don't know. And I, I remember making the, the statement of, I think... Andrew Garfield passes for a high yeah. schooler a lot more easily than than Tobey Maguire. I agree. But then now we just have like a, a guy who actually looks like he's in high school. I don't have to yeah. throw up like, well, this is kind of better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, this is better. No, this is legitimately better. I don't, yeah. I don't. Yep. My worst thing <laughs> is <laughs> the trailer where they gave away like the entirety of the boat sequence. Because they did, and that was annoying. And I remember people being like, "Man, that's that's really like that's that's like they put way too much in that trailer." And I was like, "Nah, that's probably gonna be early on." It's kind of like the second act turn of the movie. Yeah. And like they they have the conversation between him and Tony. That bothers me a little. Watching it this time, I'm glad they kept back the the um, twist that uh, Liz's father is, yes. is Vulture. Yes, that's very true. That would have been terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is just super. That would have been like Terminator 2, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the hero. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't do that, right? <laughs> or... Was that Sony? Is that... Are we still talking about Or... Or... <laughs> Sam Worthington's a robot. We better not give that away. Or... John Connor's a robot. We better not give that away. <laughs> or... Matt Smith is... A, oh, he's not a movie. Okay, never mind. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like we haven't really talked that much about the the Marvel marketing. Yeah. Uh, get the job done. I would argue. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like sometimes they do give away a, a bit well, but much. this I think is but, but this is Sony. Yes. Yes. And so yeah. So my understanding is this movie was made by Marvel. It's right. a Marvel production, but all the distribution and all the the business side of things is Sony. Yes. That's my understanding. Sony funded it, and they were like, "Hey, make this make this movie be good." Yeah, figure help us figure out how to make Spider Man a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From the ashes of the Sinister Six <laughs> weird spin off universe. Well, that after credit scene where they start to tease the Sinister Six, and they're just like, "No, nah, we're not there yet. No, nah, we're not doing that. that uh, no, <laughs> like that's that's beautiful. It's how just, embarrassing. I'm, I'm well, I'm saying in this one with oh yeah, where where Scorpion's like, "Hey, I, I heard you know who Spider Man is." Vulture's like, nah. Well, at least it's it's two characters meeting and talking to each yep. other. It's not a weird guy in a fedora walking down a room with just, oh, there's Dr. <laughs> Octopus's arms. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they'll get there. But th they're taking their time, like Marvel has done for 10 years of movies now. Yep. That's all I got. Okay. All right, good, good. My best thing is just going to be the, the cast in general. I, I think this is a very excellent ensemble cast, particularly the kids, and it's very hard. Yeah, that's very true. We, we've established it's very hard to do kids in movies correctly, and I think pretty much all the kids are, are on point. Yeah. Even, like, the little bit characters, like like Betty Brant's in this, and the, the other... I, I don't know if her partner on the little new show at the high school no. is anyone from the comics. I don't know. Like, the way they play that... 
that's totally like morning announcement type yeah. stuff. Yep. When they I, played when up I was little, in high school. They played school. up a little to be a little more lame. Yeah. Just just to, to make it a little funnier. Well, like, he's, he's awkwardly trying to ask her yeah. out to homecoming. She's like, I, you already asked me. I've already said no. <laughs> and then it just zooms in on his face. It's, it's really funny. All the kids in this are great. Ned's great. Um, and I really appreciate that they've given they've given Peter someone that he can bounce yeah. off of that's not a female there are, there are a lot of changes to this movie that when I first watched them I was kind of like eh, like this isn't, this isn't really exactly where I wanted this to go like this isn't really what I wanted but like watching it again they work really well and they are I think they are overall improvements to the story I think the way they handle Flash Thompson is kind of brilliant yeah because now he's just like an ineffectual jerk yeah. like he's just kind of a moron but it's clear they don't really have much establishing them but it's clear that they do like talk like they are but he's, he's not just a flat out like yeah. physical bully well that's what I'm saying is that it's clear that they actually like interact on a daily basis yeah that's not like oh I'm gonna beat you up or challenge you to basketball it's yeah. like oh they 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 probably are semi friends yeah. as far as oh, and they've done a good job working in like why a lot of the kids don't really like Peter because he's kind of like he doesn't show up to things yeah. you know like he did like in the comics yeah and all that all that feeds back into his spider-man stuff and it's like oh you don't know spider-man you don't you've never actually met tony stark like they, yep. they do a good job of merging those ideas well, the, the little bits and pieces where like he's looking at the uh the party and he, he decides he's not going to show up to the party as spider-man yeah and like where he he's looking at them in the pool and he's like no i gotta go be spider-man yeah when, when he's like on the roof of the hotel or whatever this that's great. This Peter Parker is very proactive, and that's a problem I had particularly yeah. with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. He's not proactive at all. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, there's this guy who's dressed up in a green suit, and he attacks people. <laughs> he just murdered a whole bunch of people yeah. right right in, in broad daylight. You going to do any research about him? You going to go try and, try and figure out what's up with him? the smart nerd that you are? Who? <laughs> but yeah, I... And of course, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is great. Michael Keaton, we'll get into him. He's he's one of... At this point, we haven't talked about Ragnarok or Black Panther right. yet. He's the best MCU villain right. at this point. Right. Killmonger's the best. Killmonger's the best. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's great. Marissa Tomei doesn't get a whole lot to do, but she's just kind of fun. Yeah. She's just really enjoyable to watch. The little, the little bit about Larb. Yeah. It's a good little... little uh, well, just the nice little touch of, you know, a- after her and Peter have kind of had a falling out, kind of, and he's just like, I lost the internship, and he's yeah. at his lowest point or whatever. Then he immediately comes in, and he's like, May, I'm going to homecoming. I need yeah. help. And then there's a ni- there's a very sweet little montage where she's helping him prep uh-huh. for homecoming. It's it's great. Uh-huh. It makes you feel like, oh, they're actually like a family. Yeah. And it's not... I, I like the update of having her be younger, Cause I agree. I feel like Aunt May's just kind of a weird concept because she's she's just like so old, and I, I she's always like on her deathbed in the comics, right? Yeah, and that always yeah, like it's constantly thing? like, is Aunt May gonna die? No, she's not. She's well, they play her more like a grandmother. She's an aunt. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I got nothing for you. <laughs> I don't know. The, I agree. The I, relationship. I, I mean, in the in the sixties, it's like it's kind of this when they first made the comic. It's like okay. He's got this cute little elderly relative who he has to watch out for, and he he doesn't. That's why he's got to keep his identity secret because she's super innocent. She can't protect herself, and like she would have a heart attack if she found out he was Spider Man. Yeah. And then over time, they've tried to do stuff with her, but they've just never. It always comes back to oh, she she's gonna die because he's Spider Man. No, she's not. It's fine. 
and then like I mean that's the most controversial Spider-Man story of all time maybe maybe tied I don't know uh, is is the one more day storyline where he sacrifices his marriage to Mary Jane to save Aunt May for the billionth time after she like even in the Marvel sliding time scale of age would be like super super old and it's just like yeah and I think I think it's a smart change um and I'm not entirely sure if that draws on anything like any recent comics or anything I really don't know but I, th I like it a lot I, th I it's it's, a, it's one of those things where like I was just saying watching the movie again after kind of letting it sit for a while I'm like yeah that that works a lot better from a story standpoint you've right. you've made this much more interesting and the fact that she finds out about him at the end is very I think smart and progressive just be like nope gonna move right along here well well that because it provides a narrative thrust for the next movie of just like oh now she has to deal with knowing that yeah. he is smart and that's something we're finally confronting because they, they kind of <laughs> in both versions they have the does Aunt May kind of know he is yep. Spider-Man and then they never yep. address it and that really bothers me <laughs> quite a bit let me see who else we got here Donald Glover's in there for yep. just a couple of scenes and he's wonderful he's excellent um, that conversation because like the I, I love the the little bit about like obviously he has the the, the Miles Morales Easter egg because yes. his, his character I forget his name Aaron Davis is that who is that what his name is I'm not sure in the in the movie um, I think is a character from the comics who is is the uncle of Miles Morales and he's like the prowler or something like that um, and then Miles. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing Morales. I don't know. Miles. Uh, yeah, it's it's Morales. Okay. Yeah. Um, he he throws the the side reference of like, oh, I got a nephew lives in this area. Like he, you know, I I, I don't want those guns around here. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's an, that's an Easter egg reference. But at the same time, it's like, oh, that's a really nice little human thing of like, yeah, I got I got you know I I well, I, I am a human. Well, I care about people that are related to me and that I I, I live with. Well, like, it comes back to a, a a character reason for why he helps Spider. Yeah. And it just happens to also be a reference as well. Yeah, it's very nice. It's, it's a nice, nice balance. Also, Hannibal Buress is in this yes. as, as the gym teacher. <laughs> I guess he's a warm criminal now, but y'all gotta gotta watch the video. So whatever. <laughs> which is which is great because I remember watching when, like when the, they showed bits and pieces of that in the trailers. Yeah, and people were like, "Why is Captain America? Isn't he? You know, like what? How would they show?" And then they actually have that line in the movie of about. Him, like yeah Captain America's totally like a fugitive but whatever we got the videos like. fun fact one of the people in the, one of the students sitting there in, <laughs> in that scene I, I, I've known her for, for many years since back in elementary school so it's just cool seeing her and be like people I know are in a movie I like and be careful people will crack your identity oh my god your first name and that information <laughs> um yeah I don't know even Zendaya um She's great. I know we should probably get into the is is she Mary Jane? I don't really know yeah. what to think of that. That feels a bit too. Which again, coming around on it, coming around. If if we if we never get definitive, MJ red hair, you know, you, you just hit the I, jackpot. I just, I just feel like they screwed her up so badly in the Raimi movies. It's yeah. time we get like it, true Mary Jane. That's where I'm. At, that's where I'm at as well. Is that I would really like to see that, but at the same time, her personality works a lot more for 
developing that into Mary Jane, especially with the Ultimate comics, um, which I should address because I didn't, I hadn't read these at the time, but I read, I've recently read, read I, I haven't finished it, but a large portion of the Ultimate Spider-Man run um, from the early 2000s, and I didn't realize that is basically so many story beats come from that, from Spider-Man, the Raimi movies, and Amazing Spider-Man, that, that series. So many story beats come from Ultimate Spider-Man, the comic, except it still does them better than either of those movies do, even if you, like, combine them. Like, it's still way better than either of those, in my opinion. Um, and because, of that, like, Mary Jane, I feel like, is a lot maybe closer to where Zendaya is, where she's kind of... I don't know. Well, either way, if, I think if they do build her into, she becomes like she is MJ, a super self confident, yeah. you know, Mary Jane. Even if they like, yeah. is Zendaya a model? Or t- like I know, right, I know she's like it? a Nickelodeon or Disney yeah. actress, and yeah. everybody was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. when she got announced, and then she was amazing, and then she was amazing. Uh, they can try and build it into she slowly becomes like the Mary Jane that we're yeah. accustomed to. I yeah. guess I don't know. It's mainly just her name's Michelle. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, my friends call me MJ. I thought you didn't have any friends. And it's like, oh, she made friends. Well, well, it's it's specifically, she's asking them, to, I feel like it's, yeah. it's a thing about she's asking them to call her MJ, because I feel like that's a nice moment. It's like, oh, hey, I want to change my, I don't know. I feel, I, I really like that little uh, dialogue. Yeah, it, it basically is just like, Cause I'm not are sure, you okay with not getting red hair, Mary Jane? Because I'm not sure if it's like a super pandering, uh, you should use your middle name, Robin. I like that. Name. Like, I'm not sure if it's like that. And it's quite. And of there. course, I'm I'm oddly kind of fine with that in that movie. Sure. But just because in that universe we're never going to get true blue Robin, uh-huh. whereas this one, I'm like, is she gonna be Mary Jane? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I re- I remember watching this the first time around and being like, oh yeah, you know they better they better have uh, it's fine if they make her MJ for now or whatever a little. Little side reference, but they better you know make her really be like, you know, or introduce the real Mary Jane soon. But after watching this again, I was like, I really like her. Like, I'm totally okay if they just never do that. They're just like, yeah, I don't know, more diverse cast, it's fine. Also, she, she was the best person for the role. And I still need to get into my worst thing, but I just want to point out. So, is in the comics? I think I asked you this when we were watching it. Does Peter is his high school supposed to be like a special, um, like science specific high school? certainly seems like it <laughs> in the comics i mean oh um because it is in the movie like that's, I, don't, I don't remember because that's i believe that's an element that's in both of the previous yeah series but they never play up on that specifically like when you get to flash and he's just kind of like a dumb jock bully yep. i don't really see him going to like a science specific high school i i it's very weird i agree whereas a lot of the people like it, it just seems flash like is on the academic decathlon yeah team. like yeah <laughs> Like, they're just a whole bunch of nerds. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It works very well. And it's it's way more authentic to the high school experience yeah. than either of the past two franchises. Yes. And it's actually apparently going to stick with high school, which is very neat. Remember when they made The Amazing Spider-Man? Yep. And they were like, This is the movie oh, that... This is, this is Peter in high school. These are going to be his high school years. And then at the beginning of the second one, he graduates from high school. This is the movie Whoops. that Mark Webb, I think wanted to pitch to Sony and that Sony was like oh that's good but what if we don't do that what if we have uh, the lizard and he wants to he's got a big MacGuffin device that shoots <laughs> a blue laser into the sky and he'll turn everyone into lizards 
Oh, and there's... Because when everyone's a lizard, no one is. <laughs> and then there's this intimate little romance on the side that doesn't really <laughs> jive with that. I still like that movie. Oh, but we'll make it relate, though. We'll, we'll shove it right into the main plot. It's fine. I don't think I've watched The Amazing Spider-Man since we recorded that episode. <laughs> and I'm kind of afraid to watch it again. I'm being perfectly honest. That's probably true. Oh. I'll probably watch it again and be like, Oh, oh, God. It's only slightly better than Spider-Man 2 now. <laughs> yep. My worst thing... I, I had a hard time coming up with the worst thing. Um, so, I kind of used what I had before. Like, my what the one thing that stuck out to me before we watched it again. And I'm not sure if it's kind of changed. It's, it's my, mainly, I can't think of anything. I feel like the direction's overall just kind of flat and not all that inspired. Yep. That's fair. I feel like, for me personally, I think the best-looking Spider-Man movie is The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And I feel like even like Raimi, like his movies have a very distinct style. Yeah. I feel like Mark Webb has a fairly distinct style. It's very much, this movie is very much, you're looking at the action, here's what's happening. Yeah. Like, it's very competent, but it just doesn't feel right. very special. Like, for, for me, a lot of the action scenes and the set pieces don't really stick out that much for yes. me when compared to the other ones. I feel like if you had this, the same exact production, same cast, but you literally just have Mark Webb in there instead of John Watts, I feel like yeah. that would that might be my ideal Spider-Man movie. I'm not yeah. 100% on it. I, I don't know. I, I'll be curious to see. Because I think... I don't know. What had John Watts done before this? Anything... Like an indie film. I was he's, he's one any of the, sort of blockbuster act. No. I, I think we will see... For one, because I, I, he is doing the second one for sure, right? I believe so. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't improve on that. I feel, I feel like the first time around, handling the CGI and everything like that, I feel like and like the effects and, and figuring out how to shoot action like that, I think that's probably just fairly difficult to do. Yeah. From, you know, just diving right into that. And I think that overall this is probably a good move for, move for him to do because we were kind of talking about this early on about how you had a bit of a problem with the fact that this is not like we we never really see spider-man like swinging through the city full full stop like it's not it's yeah we, not, we don't get a good like one shot yes of, of him just swinging dramatically through yes. the city like we get in the but, other ones uh, but my argument here there's is, a story reason for yes, that is that, well just is in general is the fact that like this movie is very small scale and it's about him slowly going into spider-man and the fact that like that i i really like the washington uh memorial sequence monument memorial monument that Washington Monument. Uh, yes. Uh, sequence where uh, he he's climbing up it and it's like terrifying for him and he doesn't know how to, to scale this quickly and like he's trying to figure out how to like he's just never been that high before like I think all of that is a really cool way of looking at it and being like oh yeah the, 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 it, it, he doesn't just come out and he's just like alright I'm ready to go freak out and I'm, it's, it, it's not like the, the Raimi movies necessarily where he falls on some cars or whatever trying to get going and then he's he's fine eventually and it's not like the I don't even remember with the Amazing Spider-Man how they kind of established that I think he just kind of starts swinging there's like a, a, a first person sequence where he like runs then he jumps and then he starts swinging right basically yes. and so like I think that's a really cool idea and I hope they continue to build on that and make it more of like he's slowly scaling up into being the experienced Spider-Man. Well, we plus also he's not covering all of New York. He's just covering yeah. his little small neighborhood where there's not skyscrapers. Yep. 
And they, they make a point when he's in on, on the Washington Monument. And he's like, I've never been up this high before. Yeah. It's freaking me out. Yeah. It's great. Um, and I think that's a very, very cool angle to go with. Uh, I feel like this movie has a really, really strong foundation, assuming that Sony allows Marvel to do what they want to do with the character. Um, fingers crossed. We'll see. But I, 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 I think that... And I'm hoping that maybe, like after the next one or something like that hopefully that if they do the exact same deal for the next one and it does gangbusters then they can just kind of uh be like hey hey uh disney studio heads we should we should probably just buy this character because we, we already got everyone else back and we should you know just, yeah. just pull them over just bring them right over um yeah it, it it's just good I, I, like I, I, I like how that's how that's where I went from your discussion. But the direction's kind of flat too. It's just good. But it's no, competent. Yeah. No. It, it is. It is very, very just straight up aggressively competent. Well, also, it, um, it, it has like a soundtrack of like alternative and like rock yep. songs and, and whatnot. But it doesn't feel like yep. pandering, or, or it doesn't feel like oh, Guardians of the Galaxy ripoff. Right. It doesn't feel right. like that to me. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. Just, just smartly made. Yep. It it does. If nothing else, the direction does not get in the way. Yeah. Is the best way I can describe it. Which yeah. is a good. That, that's that's a good baseline. You should improve on that, but that's a good starting point. All right. Should we talk about how this is kind of how how this puzzle piece fit, fits into the MCU? Sure. Uh, the opening is fantastic <laughs> with him. Yeah. Uh, not not just Michael Keaton with the Chitauri ship at the right. end of Avengers, which is. A very That's, cool. Ju- just to right off the bat, have it be like Avengers Tower. Yep. It's immediately after that movie. Oh, okay. We we know what we have a context for where we are, and it's like kids, Spider Man's finally home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but but then the the home video he makes for himself, which yes. explains all of his escapades during Civil War. It's very well done. And I, I didn't realize this until we watched it again, but Justice League had that stupid little Superman. Thing. I I said I was not you going to bring up you DC. were not going I know, to bring up I know. DC. I'm I'm just saying you can't do that to me. You can't just zip it. <sighs> Let me speak my point. And we can move on. Justice League has a stupid little bit at the beginning, um, where. Superman is is like looking at the camera and of course he's got the stupid mustache he's yeah and looking at the camera and like a phone camera and they're interviewing him about something and then he just kind of looks in the distance and then it cuts to the movie um I was wondering if that was because that was done in reshoots obviously and I was wondering if that was done like in response to this movie because that's such a weird little thing to like pick up on but it would not I would not put it past the the stupid execs at Warner Brothers to be like oh hey that's a movie that came out recently that did a thing we like. Let's do some of that and just put it because like it's very weirdly. It's very weird that the same idea would happen, quite like that. I mean that that's I guess it's broad enough that it wouldn't necessarily be a quote unquote rip off, but it's just such a weird little thing that I picked up on and I was like, okay, okay, Warner Brothers. Anyway, had to speak my point there. Moving on. All right, I'm, I'm not going to bring it up. Not, Dude, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, it's just funny how how one of my my worst thing in, in for Civil War was 
I think the Spider-Man's be really in this movie. Maybe I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Even though he's kind of perfect, but he, I don't. I don't feel like the story's yeah. Com- like his his side of the story is compelling enough for him to be there. It feels kind of right. But then I'm just like, yeah, but we wouldn't get the scene where he's like shooting himself at in the fight. I uh, yep. I don't know. So if Spider-Man signed the Sokovia Accords. How does any of that work? Yeah. I think. <laughs> they, they really needed to hammer home like how much he actually knew going into Civil War and yeah. whether or not Tony Stark is really that stupid to be like I'm just gonna get this kid to fight it's gonna be yeah. great and they do have like he he's, he's they address it often they do address it but I it still feels kind of weak to me sure overall hit, that inclusion yeah it's fine <laughs> it's fine I just wish they would talk about it a bit more <laughs> because because it all they would have to say is the Sokovia Accords are only for official Avengers members. And right. maybe that's why Tony's trying to keep him from being an, an Avenger. Uh-huh. Yeah. Talk about it. Come on. Flesh it out a little bit more. But this is just kind of like... Okay, don't don't even think about it. Now Spider-Man's just off on, on his own adventure. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. But that bothers <clears throat> me a little bit. Thank you. Also, the fact that they did... They have repercussions from previous movies, like the Michael, the Vulture, and all of his goons. They they're collecting technology from the previous yeah. movies, like the Triskelion. They mentioned that. Yeah, they mention uh, an Ultron arm. Yep. They got Chitari tech, and then at the end, they're trying to steal all the stuff from from uh, Avengers Tower. From Avengers Tower, I really hope that becomes the Baxter Building. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Or Oscorp. We'll see. Did you find it kind of weird that they didn't mention Oscorp at all in, in this? No, I was quite. I found it quite refreshing after Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man Two. Just, but like, like hey. but like, no little logos in yeah. the background or anything. I don't. I don't know. I was like, oh, this is nice. We could just take a step back. I mean, I believe. Try to remember. In in the comics, not that the comics have to be the be all end all. As I'm saying about how there are a lot of changes in this movie that I do like. Uh, I want to say he doesn't even meet Harry until college. Like it's okay, and, and that's the same way with, uh, like when Stacy is like his high school crush. Yeah, and then I think I want to say maybe Harry and M- MJ both don't show up until he he's actually in college. Like he they, okay, that's a, I think that's the thing. I could be wrong about that, um, but either way, like. They're not introduced for a while, and, and overall, I like the idea of like we are starting with the very small. It's it feels very natural that we're starting with oh hey here there, here's a lot of characters who may not actually be in his life long term like they yeah. might just be like friends and, and, and a little like minor characters that kind of show up every now and then, and he'll like maybe continue to stay in touch with them and like we'll continue to see them in future movies, but ultimately these aren't maybe the this isn't maybe the entire playing major cast and everything, and so I like that idea. I do. Agreed. I'm glad. I am so happy. They have Iron Man in this movie, but they don't have him in the third act. Yep. And that's that's one thing. With the trailers, they had a couple of shots that lied to us. They had the shot of him in the suit, and he's flying, and Spider-Man's swinging, and they're they're going off together. I am so glad (laughs) the ending is not the Vulture fighting Spider-Man and Iron Man. That would have been terrible. I'm so glad that it's all about Peter trying to prove himself and he has to and, and 
the, the turning point is when, when Iron Man takes the suit away from him. He's got to prove, prove that he's worth it. Well, that entire arc is, is great. Because if, like, if you look at it, it's... I mean, on the, the one hand, you've got the... Oh, the, you know, Peter lets Tony down, so Tony takes the suit away, and then Peter's got to prove himself. And that's great. That's, that's a nice little bit. Yeah. That's pretty... Maybe a little standard, but it's, it's, it's great. Um, I really appreciate about it, though, that he is... He keeps, like, telling... Texting or calling Happy with all this information about these weapons dealers and stuff, and he's like, hey, I gotta... You know, or like, here's what I've been up to, and all this stuff. And and Tony keeps dropping hints, like he, he mentions that he remembers the the lady who gave him the churros, yeah, and like these little bits and pieces that show that Tony is actually listening to all of this, yeah. And it's not just Tony's being dumb, adult, authoritative figure who's not listening to the the bright, smart kid. It's like, oh no, Tony is very much like he cares about about uh, Peter, and he wants to like, he just wants him to be he's, he's smarter. Yeah, he's listening to him, and he's he is like. He, he realizes that he's a smart kid and therefore yeah. he's going off his leads well also and but he's telling him hey you need to stop like you need to just take yeah. a step back and he doesn't and that's why he takes everything away like that's a very nice touch and makes it I think is a great way of I don't know I, like I feel like you could continue to push Tony down a farther and farther antagonistic role following Civil War and I like the fact that they have not in any way done that yeah in this movie or Civil War yeah well also me bringing up how how proactive this spider-man is um he's proactive to a fault yep and that's kind of a, a thing with spider-man like yep. he's always he's constantly trying constantly trying and he keeps he keeps screwing up but then he, he never takes trying. a step back he, yeah he's constantly trying to, to like figure things out the the boat scene he goes there then there there's fbi guys and he's like wait what what's going on yeah. and tony's like i listened to you who do you think called the fbi yeah it's a nice touch it is very nice um Still not sure how I feel about the all CGI Spider-Man suit. It looks a lot better in this movie than it did in Civil War. Yes, it does. So that could be the lighting. I, I don't know. That could be the the color grading. Maybe. This one feels Maybe, a yeah. little bit brighter. Yeah. Um. Well, and also they they, they obviously I'm sure more money went into the the building. Yeah. I guess maybe the rig and everything for this. Yeah. Where Civil War maybe they didn't have quite enough manpower to put into it. Okay, so th there is a potential reason that might might discard my, my criticism for, for the CGI suit. He is. And I believe that Tom Holland wanted to like do his own stunts. <laughs> He's doing all the flips and stuff, and so they, they just gave him the mocap suit to do that. However, if it's just like spandex spandex that he's wearing with a bunch of dots all over it, why can't he just wear a Spider-Man suit that's made out of spandex? I, I think it's more complex than that. It, it probably as, is. As far as the filming and the mapping of the shots and, like, the way everything looks and figuring out how to do those stunts, like, there's just... I think there's just too much that you wouldn't be able to do. So, I don't know. It's better than... I'm gonna, I'm gonna bash the 2002 Spider-Man, which is, like, just a, several paradigm shifts away in terms of CGI, so that's totally not fair, but I was gonna say it's better than the uh, holding the 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 mannequin have you ever seen that where where there's a scene or one of the scenes in that movie he's he's swinging on a rope and or swinging on on his web and i i can't remember if it's spider-man is the mannequin or mary jane is the mannequin but like they're very clearly like if you look at it now one of the two is very much just a dummy while the other one is like dude like i think it might be like spider-man's the dummy and mary jane is like or yeah. kirsten Dunst is like just holding on to it and like crying out but like 
they're not actually moving anywhere and like anything fascinating it's, it's yeah it's very interesting um but yeah we've come a long way <laughs> that's how that's what I'll, I'll highlight with that example yeah um so yeah. why is the vulture better than doc ock go <laughs> because of the because the entire time he's motivated by human motivations um not that alfred molina's performance isn't amazing in, in spider-man 2 but i feel it is ultimately the same kind of villain that a lot of villains pre who are the best like comic book are there any comic book movie villains that are like spectacular well the joker so the joker i would argue both iterations of magneto okay that's fair that's fair but that's yeah um malekith yeah Mal him too him too for sure uh so basically the joker and magneto <laughs> um magneto being sort of a special case because i he mean it's such a major character i mean um, green goblin's enjoyable to watch like i like what, that's what, I'm, that's that, what I'm getting but... at is that like most i mean if you look at all the other x-men villains surrounding magneto in those early movies aside from striker in yeah, x2 aside from striker um so so the x-men the, the first two x-men movies they, they they hit that pretty well um and then of course days of future past but uh, the, my overall point here is that i feel alfred Molina is very similar to a lot of pre i guess pre-joker maybe is that is that the distinction i mean there's been a lot of bad villains after him anyway there's not really it's it's very okay he's he's one of the best of the comic book villain type that is this villain doesn't have a whole lot going uh, like complexity wise behind them it's just that they well, are they have a very good performance well he could he, have complexity the problem is he has a thing in his brain that and, makes and him go crazy the, I'll give the credit he does have complexity like there there yeah. is the sense of like okay he he has the regret at the end like yeah. you know, the, that's and, and the fact that he has a, he a does, nice conversation with Peter at the and beginning. he does overcome there's, the AI like that's that's yes, a character thing yes so there is some good stuff there um, I just feel like the AI is just like oh now he's evil why is the AI evil <laughs> can somebody explain that to this. me just because because yes. the movie needs a plot yes um and so if you if you've never listened to our Spider-Man 2 podcast you should why does he need because... AI to control the arms uh, like I don't I don't know how any of that works but in our Spider-Man 2 podcast we the, what we're hashing out here is the same thing we talked about there which is just the fact that we would much rather it be like he's constantly fighting against it and if you go back and watch it he, he really is not it's 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 basically just like oh the AI takes him over now he's evil and he's just like comic book villain for a while and then he turns back into yeah right at the very end he finally overcomes it because Spider-Man breaks a little chip on the back of his neck um why is that thing so vulnerable I don't know whatever I don't even remember how it happens hey what's that on the ground is that the <laughs> script um but yeah like this one it's he's he's clearly not a good dude necessarily Michael Keaton isn't um but he is driven by motivations to help his family sort of a uh, and he feels wronged by tony stark sort of sort of a, a walter white light yeah character arc going on here well except he's he's legitimately doing it for his family True. it's not because he he actually enjoys it and that's just True. a secret he he harbors for the whole the whole yeah. thing 
Um, Spoilers for Breaking Bad? <laughs> Toast. Um, <laughs> he, he, like... I don't know who you are anymore. Yeah, he, but yeah, it, so Mike Pettis is very human. He's very he's a, he's a very what's the what's the difference between white collar and blue collar? Which is the one that's the blue collar is like construction. Water. Yeah, so he's very blue collar. Yeah, um, he, he's he's you know kind of a, a well they, down they have, earth guy who's just he's he's getting the stuff. Yeah. He's selling the stuff. Well, that, well, they have a whole thing where he's like, oh, these rich people, they don't care about us. And that's how he tries to reach Peter. He tries to reach him yes. on that level of, like, we're both small guys. Like, yeah. we're... Like, small, small, not even necessarily... I mean, he, not, he probably has mentioned rich to something. But yeah. just, like, the fact that it's, hey, there's a lot of guys... There, we don't, we aren't looked out for in this new world yeah. of crazy heroes. Well, I, I just appreciate that, given all we know about Tony Stark, it's not just... We got a cartoon corporate bad guy yep. that he that he hates, yep. and that's like it's more complex than that because Tony Stark, of course, we know he, that he's he's always trying to to yeah. do the right thing. It's yeah. just he keeps we making know mistakes. that that was part of the thrust of Civil War. Yes, um, and so yeah, it's yeah, it's great. It's great to be able to tell the story of this universe that's already established. Yes, um, I feel I. Feel, I feel, I think going into the announcement with with that trailer with Civil War is like, oh, Spider Man's going to be here. I was just like, where's he been this whole time? Like, yeah. how does all that work? Yeah. And I feel like they've done a great job, really tr- merging. And we him still in. don't know much about anything as far as how he first showed up and the bit, the the Uncle Ben stuff. And I think that gets into a problem that a lot of people have with the movie. Sure. We should probably get back to Michael Keaton first, yes, though. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Michael Keaton is spectacular, and this movie really proved to me he's not a good Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just gonna we're gonna wreck all the nostalgic superhero movies. We're just want to throw Christopher Reeves off that pedestal while you're at it. No, that's <laughs> that's still perfect. Um, you're not wrong. <laughs> Michael Keaton makes a very compelling villain. Yes, just because he knows how to turn on the charm. And he knows oh, that entire, he going to be de- deadly serious. The entire sequence where he is talking with Peter in the car, and yeah. like then he slowly like everything clicks, and then there's like the great framing. What would have been a great direction to this movie where he's got the the light on his face, yeah, that and it turns green, and then he's still just standing there, like kind of staring at him, and then it, like that yeah. uh, Liz is like, "Are right, are you gonna drive?" And, yeah. and Peter and, and uh, what's two two eight. Adrian Toomes. Okay, so I get yeah, they they mostly just call him Toomes in this movie, I think. But yeah, Peter and, and him are both just like standing there, like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's terrifying and it's great. And then the, and then going back to what we were saying about Peter, how immediately Peter it, it plays into Peter's um, kind of sensibilities, the fact that immediately he's he tells Liz he's like, no, I'm I'm sorry, like you don't deserve this. That that is a great little one where he's like, I'm sorry, you don't deserve this, but I gotta go. Well, I I love. He doesn't even like take a second to think about it. He just walks into to homecoming, going, "Oh God, I gotta go deal with him, don't I?" Yeah. And then he just walks in. He's super depressed, and then he just walks up to her, and the first thing he says is, "I gotta go." Yeah, that's Spider Man. Yep, that's yep. got him. Tobey Maguire wouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, and I love the scene where where Adrian kills inadvertently kills uh the first shocker yep. which by the way they give him a jacket that makes him look kind of like shocker and it's not that's, dumb in the slightest that's great. and on top of that he makes fun of the guy for naming himself shocker like yep. what is this pro wrestling yep it's 
very well done but he he, he he tries to use the anti-gravity gun to threaten him but it ends up being like a disintegrator or something he's like <laughs> oh oh dear <laughs> what have i done and then he just kind of shakes it off yeah which is pretty pretty great little character moment as far as how driven he is and the fact that he's not a very good dude yeah um but yeah but he's trying it's good um he's trying that twist i don't know why the twist works but it's so good like I feel like particularly because we've talked about the Spider-Man movies in the context of All there's just minutes. there's just so many coincidences of, of Which people a, just running into each other's stuff happens at the same time Spider-Man movies are a bit of a necessity because you've got to find ways to bring Peter Parker and Spider-Man just and, a, and just a couple quick examples for those who aren't don't remember the Spider-Man movies yes. all that well the first movie the same exact day Peter gets bitten by the, the spider is the day that Norman gets injected yeah. with the goblin serum and becomes yeah. Green Goblin. Same exact day, yeah. at least according to the editing. Yeah. And that's very strange. Then you get to, like, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and there's just <laughs> the elevator of convenience where, like, um, Electro walks in there at the same time Gwen gets in there, and then later Gwen shows up in there at the same time Harry Osborn's well, in there. Which, by the way, why is Harry Osborn using the normal I, employee I, elevator? Yeah. I feel like both of these, or both franchises that came before Amazing this. Spider-Man, he just happens to run into the guy that, that will lead him to um, the room where the spiders are, and there there's the whole thing about, oh, well, he's the only one that could have possibly gotten spider powers from yeah. this. Everyone would have died, yeah. but but because of fate, no fate, but what we make for <laughs> ourselves? Well, and, and if we want to... So, Spider-Man 3 is, is very similar to Amazing Spider-Man 2 in that regard. I don't want to like, bring up Spider-Man 3. Fair. There's just But there's just <laughs> characters constantly meeting up with each other. I'm like, oh yeah, now we're here. Okay. The best part is... Harry gets in a coma Venom. for a specific amount of time so that you yeah. know he gets taken out of the plot for long enough. For I really wish that, it, that had been a twist that he didn't actually have amnesia. That would have been great. Yep. But the, the, just the weird scene where Venom's just swinging through the city and Sandman just hits him. He's like, end of the line, Spider-Man. And they're just like, oh, we both hate Peter Parker yep. or Spider-Man, right? Yep. Didn't even try. Spider-Man 2... Uh, what if it's like Venom tried to reach out to him or something? Yep. Spider-Man 2... Uh, Doc Ock robs the bank that Aunt May and Peter are yeah. at just like at the... Like, at the exact same time. The, yeah, just the, this, at the time of there. Wouldn't it be smarter to rob it at night? No. You clearly are not controlled by AI, AI robotic arms. I mean, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna be like... Oh, what a plot hole! I'm not going to be like that, but that just occurred but, to me. But it is, and, and again, some of those are like you're gonna you're gonna have some of those in Spider-Man movie yeah. because it is almost soap opera esque in yes. the way that you've got to set these plots up and everything. But I almost have no problem with it in this movie, and I don't know why. Well, that, Maybe it's that it's feels the like the one. one thing that's not that's a super convenience. It's it's kind of like they get one. But it's a, and also they they just done a superb job of hiding it of not but they also foreshadow it so well yeah there's a couple of very minor hints but yeah it, it it's just very well played I think it's all in the delivery of it uh-huh. and it's almost like if the plot because I guess it's also because it's such a it's not convenient in terms of Hey, we need this character to talk to this character this time, so we're gonna put it together. Yeah, it's almost like the 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 plot of the movie going in, even though we don't know this, is Peter is dating the daughter or is trying to date the daughter of a supervillain. Yeah, like that's that's almost like what the basis of the story is. Yes, and because of that, that makes that that makes it all kick into a second gear the moment that happens, and it's such a great moment. Well, also, 
I mean, Peter's protecting his small little neighborhood, and he's he's finding the weapons. Yep. Like, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like that big of a stretch to be like, of course the guy in charge of all of this, this stuff that's going on in his little yep. neighborhood is related to somebody that he knows at school. Yep. Like, yep. I don't know. That, that doesn't feel like too big a stretch as compared to some of the other shenanigans we've had in the previous <laughs> Spider-Man movies. Sure. It's I also think, just such. A, I think we need a recurring character to be that elevator of convenience for the Amazing fair, Spider-Man fair. Two. Um, if I were to ever write a movie, I'd, I'd include that. <laughs> but it's just like, as as a homage. And the thing is, too, that you get a lot of joy out of that twist. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like, oh, the, for plot reasons, this needs to happen. It's oh, we want this to happen because that's such an interesting way. Well, to Also, take the character. they do a good job. Like I said, it's the execution of it. Peter's mortified. Yep. And, like, he stays mortified through, like, the rest of oh, the movie. Oh, it's so awkward. Yeah. That scene where he's just standing around and, and like, Tubes has no idea what, you know, who he oh, is or anything. let's get pictures. Yeah, and he's just like, hey, he, you, you Peter's, doing okay? Make it bad. Peter's smile. Yeah. And he, he can't even smile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It's a good movie. It really is. Also, the scene where, um, uh, he, he's underneath all the rubble and he's having to yes. pep, the, the reference, pep talk himself. The reference to, uh, I don't remember which issue that is. I don't know. That's, that's a very iconic... Oh, oh I know, I know that, but I don't, I don't yeah, know yeah. what the issue is. A uh, very iconic early Spider-Man issue. How'd you feel about, like, when he's looking into the water and he's the mask is in there and it kind of does the half and half? Well, it's cheesy, but it's great. It's very... That <laughs> feels very Raimi Spider-Man to me. Maybe you need some of that. Maybe that's why people love those movies so much. It's, I mean you know, that you, you that need is. A bit of it. I I do understand that if you do kind of like the cheese element, the, those movies have. Yeah. For me, it's it's just internal logic and character <laughs> decisions that that completely kill those movies yeah. for me. I would even say I mean specifically the Amazing Spider-Man, well Spider-Man three, and Amazing Spider-Man two. I'll, I'll say those are destroyed for me by internal logic. Yeah. I think the I think the the others are marred more by varying degrees of character motivations and such and therefore it's it's That's not so much about if they if the characters worked on on the level I would like them to then I wouldn't have as much of a problem with the yeah. plot stuff sort of like in this movie so let's address the the Uncle Ben situation yes um because my understanding is a lot of people that aren't fans of this movie really feel like there needs to be some element of Uncle Ben in this because Peter doesn't feel really guilt-ridden mm-hmm. he's super proactive and that's great but it's not it doesn't feel like there's there's very little angst in this movie and I yeah. feel like that's something that the other two movies indulged in maybe too much <laughs> because it was okay I'm gonna, I'm, I, they don't mention, they don't mention Uncle Ben once in this movie and I, I that might be a problem I'm not saying they need to show the origin again <laughs> well, thank goodness I was they say didn't about, about mentioning Uncle Ben they talk around him they, talk. they they mention he mentions about what's happened to Aunt May. Yeah, he's like I, I can't War. I can't tell her that I'm Spider Man after everything she's been through. That she doesn't need that. Yeah, they, in Civil War he mentions that he did something. He he skirts around great power, great responsibility, yeah. um, in a way that isn't quite as we need to talk about talk around this for five minutes as the Amazing Spider Man movies get. <laughs> um, it's it's true. I have no problems. <laughs> I have some problems. Um, and by that I mean I have all the problems. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and break it down. We're gonna start. We're gonna break it down. Start from getting, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the way that I, I've done this before with the, the when we did the first 
five movies. Um, so, Spider-Man Torch. I thought you were about to go to like a Michael Bay joke ratio thing. I'm like, oh wait, wait, wrong series, <laughs> wrong series. Uh, no, in the the uh, '60s comic, in the original introduction to Spider-Man, Amazing Fantasy 15. Do we need to say that you've actually read Spider-Man comics? I haven't. Sure. Yeah, that was probably established. my my basis for Spider-Man is just like the movies and, yep. and like the video games. Yeah. Um, which is that's fine. That's where a lot of people come from. I don't. Um, and the '90s animated series. Sure, I watched sure. a good bit of that. Uh, but yeah, in the the origin is Spider-Man. Like in this first issue, he gets gets rich off of like his be, being Spider-Man and, and his likeness and everything. And like he's he's like it's not even necessarily him doing like wrestling stuff he's just like putting on shows and everything being Spider-Man yeah he's, he's being an entertainer yeah and then like they they get robbed it's something yeah it's something like they get robbed and, and he, like the, the institution he's at or whatever and then he's just like nah I only look out for me and then that's that's just what that's why the, the burglar gets away and eventually kills Uncle Ben is cause he just like is like nah I'm a jerk I don't care um, there's not an element of oh this business or this this cashier just screwed me over well that, I, and that's where I go with I feel I, I feel vindicated yeah. by, by um, letting this guy go yeah and so and originally Spider-Man was a lot more of a jerk because he's an XCT like they, they play that up a little more where they're a little more like oh yeah he you know he, he's a lot more quick to, to get angry about things and at people and everything and that's just kind of how they go with that and then it's Spider-Man <laughs> 2002 they literally just have Spider-Man get screwed over for like is it like $2,000 or something like that somewhere in the range of that um he gets a hundred bucks and the ad's like three thousand yeah something ridiculous like that so he just gets completely like legitimately robbed and so then this guy comes by and robs the business and he's like um Okay, yeah, get, that's you know, like he's like, I'm not gonna stop. I, I this still guy. can't get over the police officer saying, "Stop him! He's taking the money." You wouldn't ask a civilian <laughs> to stop this thief, like. Yeah. I, yeah. I still can't get over that. That that will always bother me. And he, yeah. he's, what's the matter with you? You let him go. Yeah, and it's. it's Do you see a badge on me, sir? <laughs> Isn't that your job? <laughs> but yeah, it's. If anything, you would be yelling, "Get out of the way! He's got a gun!" Yeah, yeah. and and. He's just very like it's like no one in their right mind would actually. I mean, some there are good people in this world. Some people would actually stop and be like, "Hey, no, stop that guy." But but like in this case, he's like he's allegedly a teenager, a high school teenager, who just got robbed of like several thousand dollars. Yeah. It's like, what would you really expect him to act like the perfect humanitarian in that situation? Like, yeah. What motivation does he really have for stopping this guy when he just got screwed over? And then in. Also, once again, the guy has a gun. Yes, exactly. At that point in that movie, he had not confronted anybody with a weapon. Yeah, sure. And it's like, what? <sighs> yeah. And so I, I don't like that origin at all. Making Spider-Man, he... Very similar. Yes, very similar. Not quite as bad. Um, actually, not quite as bad at all. But as in terms of the scale of the... He gets screwed over because he doesn't have like 10 cents... Yeah, he does not... ...to get milk. The cashier refuses to... So it's sort of a different emotional... It's still an emotional retribution thing of yeah. like, oh yeah, I need to get revenge on this guy, because the, the the cashier is like refusing to let him take like a yeah, it's like a few cents in order to to pay for something. Yeah, and he's like, no, you're not allowed to do that. Like, 
and he's like, come on, I, I just really want to get this, like, and leave or whatever. And then another guy comes in and robs the guy and throws Peter the milk. Yeah. And then walks out. And it's like, okay, again, he's an angsty high school teenager who this guy was being super petty with. Like, I, I feel like that is at least pulling us more in the, the realm of normalcy, like, of, of when it would be reasonable to be like, hey, the guy was being a jerk but that's still not like a good excuse for this guy who yeah. is actually robbing this guy of quite a bit of money also is isn't is the wrestling event like super shady like that's not established in in the first ray movie it's yeah, just kind know. of like it's happening at like a pretty big arena it's just kind of seems yeah. legitimate yeah. like they got the person in the back going like i don't think you should be doing this this yeah. is kind of dangerous like it seems like they actually like exactly. it's it's a very legitimate event and then you just have the shady guy in the back going I'm not going to give you your money. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no, I agree. And that's... So neither of those origins, they're both motivated by revenge. They're both like, yes. oh, they're trying to justify and be like, oh, well, you know, it kind of makes sense that he wouldn't do it in this situation. Yes. The original origin was, I'm looking out for number one. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I would like to propose, and I, I talked to you about this, what I hope they're going for with this, if they ever really get close to addressing the origin of this Spider-Man, yeah, um, the ultimate Spider-Man. I, I mentioned these these comics earlier. The ultimate Spider-Man origin, because the ultimate Spider-Man, the the way the the encounter he has with the burglar, he is just having a bad day. He's he's been Spider-Man. He's like walking down the street, and he like you know, said he hates. I I don't remember exactly how far into his career he is at this point. It's just like the first few issues, but like he he's just like he he's screwed stuff up and like he. I think maybe Aunt May is angry at him or something like that, or maybe Uncle Ben was, and, and just generally like he's having a having a crappy day and he's walking down the street and some guy runs up to him, or run, like like runs up to him and, and he's in this guy's way and this guy is just robbed like a, a, a streetcar vendor or something yeah. like that, and then he uh, and Spider like Peter stops for a second and then the guy runs on his way and the guy's like hey why don't you stop that guy and he's like I'm, I or he's like that's that's just not my problem right now like he's just completely in his own head yeah. I feel like that is such a better straight to the, the heart of the great power, great responsibility thing. Cause it's not like, Oh, because you have great power, you should overcome your feelings of petty revenge. It's Oh, because you have great power, you should do things even if they're not really related to you or your like, even if they're not really an emotional connection to you. Yeah. It's you, you're, you can still stop bad things from happening by doing this. And therefore you should get involved and you should kind of like use your powers for good even if it's not something that really has anything to do with you like that yeah. that's such a better more pure like less problematic origin if it's just like it was your fault you 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 can't be completely blamed for doing this like it, you were you're just a, a kid and like you were kind of just yeah. not really like you were having a bad day or whatever like i get that but like it's such a great way of setting up like this is why you need to have responsibility of your powers and i i don't know i i hope that's where they're going with this that kind of feels like where they're going with this because of the fact that he's not like super angst-ridden and it's not like oh i pushed the guy to kill my uncle out of a window <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's like oh he tony mcguire's spider-man is kind of a sociopath he really is he really is it's kind of freaky <laughs> um but yeah that's it's I don't know I, I I hope that that's I don't know that we're ever gonna get much more of his origin I would like to see a little more 
Um, I feel like just a couple of specific mentions about yes. Uncle Ben and maybe lo- him looking at a picture of the three of them together. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would have gone a long way. Yeah. A little X. Just a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Just a little bit. So we'll see. How do we feel about the action set pieces overall? Like I said, they're kind of flatly handled. Like, I don't think they're, they're like, super amazing. Like, when he's on top of the Washington Monument, he's like, oh, God, this, yeah. is, this is terrifying. They're, it doesn't really... Sh- it's not really shot in a way that makes you really, like, feel it. And I'm not sure if that's just because a lot of it is, is CG. Like, I'm just thinking Tom Cruise climbing on that building in Mission Impossible 4. Like, that's... Yeah, that still freaks me out whenever I watch him. Like, I feel like he's actually that, doing. I that. feel like part of that is the angle from like yeah. up above, like yeah. where it's kind of like, oh, like you don't really get the scale of it necessarily yeah. because of the way it's shot. Um, I do like the shot of him looking down, and then it's like, and then she, that's where she's mentioned. That's where Karen, which we should talk about, uh, mentions that the parachute was never reinstalled, and therefore he'll probably die if he falls. And yeah. it's like he's looking. At, I feel like that's a nice moment. I like the overall kind of framing. And, and, of the the monument stuff i think that's like i said i think that's a really cool scene it's probably the best action scene in the movie it's not really i i just feel like just script wise each set piece does a very good job of challenging him uh-huh. in terms of him not being able to use his powers to their their full yeah. Ab- yeah. abilities because at the end like he's hanging off an airplane like there's only so much he can do with the webbing like he tries to shoot it forward and it just immediately yeah. flies away and then he's when he's chasing after the weapons guys in the suburbs there's nothing for him to swing on he's having to kind you know, of jump the, around the great gag where he's doing on the, a touch the of, middle of the golf course and he, he's yep. having to run yeah and he's doing the, a ton of property damage in the process and like ah oh, I'm sorry then they do the little Ferris Bueller gag which may or may not be too on the nose <laughs> maybe a little um, and then yeah I'm trying so like then he gets stuck in a warehouse <laughs> that's just like a seat like that's I don't know, it, it is really cool. It is interesting that they pointed out that, like, there's so many little bits and pieces where they never really give him the chance to just be like, you're Spider-Man, do Spider-Man. It's like, oh, yeah. you Haven't you heard? I'm the sheriff around these parts. <laughs> Somebody got paid to write that. <laughs> it's you who's and out, no, Bobby. Out of your mind. And not for a Toy Story movie. Or maybe they did. <laughs> they just is like, ah, let's take that. Uh, but yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's really interesting how this movie never really lets us see Spider Man at his full strength because he's he's not even a Spider Man at full strength for one thing, and yeah. then he's being put in these situations where he has no way of like making use of the powers, yeah. what little he knows of how to use his powers, and so. Also, we have him. He's using his brain, like he's yeah. he's being a a a you know science nerd. Yeah. Like, he, he gets that, that uh, Chitauri technology, he immediately starts messing with it in shop class. Uh-huh. He figures out how to take the tracker out of the suit. Yep. He makes his own web fluid in science, like, in his lab. Like, he's, like, making it kind of, like, in a drawer, just kind of, like, hiding it. Instead of just desk. getting it from Oscorp and then and then claiming that he made it. <laughs> that's still Or generating weird. it from his wrist. Yeah. Sidestepping the issue entirely, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's... Until he's stressed so he doesn't have his powers right uh but yeah it's the logic in spider-man 2 doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> god it's fine um it's i still gave it a positive rating i just <laughs> yeah the 
it I, this movie I, I really like the the overall way it sets everything up yeah because I think it sets up such an interesting Spider-Man going forward agree very curious to see how post Infinity War things are going to be for him yeah because I don't really know how that's going to affect things but I guess we haven't even well so two things we haven't talked about um Karen and overall the the idea of having the extra artificial intelligence for him in the Spider-Man suit yeah and the fact that the Spider-Man suit is super fancy and also the, now it's Iron Man armor so it sucks and also the decision he makes at the end yes and the score yes sure um actually he makes two decisions at the end that are pretty significant I would argue Tobey Maguire would not have saved the vulture from the burning fire <laughs> he would have let him die <laughs> Now I'm just imagining an alternate version where where the goblin accidentally kills himself and Peter's just like, oh no, stop, don't. <laughs> it's just don't require help, police, murder. And he just looks straight at the camera and it zooms in on his face. <laughs> yeah, um <laughs> and then it, it's Spider-Man 2 Doc Ock's like I'm gonna I'm gonna take the, the fusion reactor I'm gonna pull it down into the ocean and he's, he's and they do the dramatic turnaround where he looks at Peter and they, they, they lock eyes and Peter's like no stop come back so Carrie how do you feel about Carrie? then Sandman's like I all I have so left Karen. now is my daughter and Peter's like just, just get out of here Karen how do you feel about Karen? She's fine. I just—it's interesting to do that, and I hope Jennifer Connelly, which is a very weird connection to other things. Yes. Paul Bettany's wife, so it's a alternate to Jarvis, and she's Betty Ross in the Angley Hulk movie, and (laughs) that's—I'm just confused. Yep. Um. But yeah, I—it's—I hope that we—I kind of hope we don't have her going forward. Yeah. Um, I would like him to maybe like build his own suit at some point that is just his own little thing yeah um, because I feel like that is pulling him a little too far in an Iron Man direction maybe yeah but I don't like the design of the Iron Spider armor at the end well that's what I was going to go next not necessarily that but the choice he makes at the end yeah it all comes from a character place he wants to be the yep. friendly neighborhood Spider-Man after he has continually tried to be with the big boys he realizes well and that ties into the the fact that he saves the vulture and it's like yeah the the, the note he leaves uh, very similar to the note he leaves to the bicycle thief where he yeah. he, he steals the, or takes the bicycle sorry back about the your plane <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's great also John Favreau's maybe the best that he's ever been in any yes. of these movies yes and I for for the the Sony produced or I guess sponsored Spider Man movie just to have Happy yep. in here an Iron Man character for such a significant role yep. I've I really enjoyed that. Yep, it's awesome. Uh, he's hilarious, and I'm so it's glad John Favreau is willing to do that. Yeah, like I I feel like he could easily be like, screw you guys, I'm I'm gonna direct whatever next jungle related Disney <laughs> remake, whatever. It's fine. Yes, one of fifty. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, the what was I gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say at the end where he not the very end, but after he saves the vulture. Yeah. I also love the fact that he's sitting on the roller coaster, uh, the the cyclone. Is it? I think it's actually like the original, like the the cyclone. Is that like Cody Island? Sounds like right. That, I, I'm not sure. I'm I in a northerner. Uh, 
But the, you ain't a Yankee. So he's sitting on this very kind of like iconic New York esque thing, and like that actually might be North New England. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to offend people by my lack of knowledge about old wooden roller coasters. But I think you've already offended people. That's enough. fair. He's sitting on a nice pier roller coaster. I don't know. And he and the flags behind him, but he's all beat up and like torn up, and like suits messed up, and he's got you know bruises and cuts everywhere. And I feel like that is a very interesting... Because you can see the American flag behind him, like, kind of just, like, off to the side. And I feel like that's a very interesting little twist on the him standing in front of the American flag and... Or Tobey Maguire standing in front of the flag. Is that the first Spider-Man that ends with that? Uh, yes, the first one ends with that. And then the third one, when he shows up to save Mary Jane, he, he lands yeah. in front of the American flag and everybody's like, Yay, yeah. Spider-Man's sure. here! <laughs> There's a giant sand monster. Why are we standing around like morons? So not that it's a problem in the first movie. Um, but it, it, it's just interesting to see a different take on that where it's like, now he's very inexperienced. And yeah. like, this is the... He's not really standing triumphant. Like, he's, he's you know, he just survived. And like, he he saved Vulture because... Yeah. Great power, great responsibility. Like, he's... How much does it improve Vulture's character that he survives and he gets that after credit scene at the end where he denies snowing a of Peter Parker's. Yes. That's, it's, I feel like those two moments shoot him up far and away above any villain we've had so far but in the I, franchise. I, I just like that he respects Peter. Yeah. And like they have, they have a, like a mutual respect towards each other. Well, just, and seeing the wheels, because they show, when he looks at the, uh, the news footage of the, the Washington Monument, his little reaction is great. Michael Keaton, like, because when he's looking at the, the Washington Monument, seeing that, oh, Spider-Man's saving these kids, like, the, we are like, oh, he's he's confused because Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, that, that's such a hard little reaction for him to pull off, but he does it perfectly, where it's like, you watch it the first time, and you're like, oh, he's seeing Spider-Man's nearby, I guess. Yeah. He's trying to find Spider-Man. And so he's like, okay, Spider-Man. But, watching the end, you're like, oh, he's freaking out because his daughter's in there, or he knows his daughter is in DC right now, and like, you yeah. think maybe he's texted her recently i don't know like that it's that like they show they, they have uh what's his face looking at the his phone telling him that his wife is texting him about something and yeah. so it's like yeah it's great um and just seeing like the wheels turn and, and him realizing that he saved her in the when they're in the car ride it's just that whole again that twist is genius because the movie's built around it yeah that's why it's okay for that's why the convenience works is because it's a character moment that redefines kind of everything we know about these characters in this moment, and it's it, it works great for everyone involved. Yep. <sighs> Agreed. Man, it's good. So, the end of the movie, uh, there's an implication that Tony Stark is about to uh, ask uh, Pepper to marry him. Yep. How, do we, how do we feel about it kind of going back on the where they were left off in Civil War, where apparently they're they're kind of on bad terms. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the last opportunity. I I don't imagine that would have, they would have had time in Infinity War to yeah. slide I, that in there. I just found it really nice that that she showed up. Yep, I agree. No, that was a great moment because it's like oh, well, the, just the whole bit that he turns it down and it comes from a very nice character place. And he's like, that was a test, right? There's no reporters back there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. go, go. Yeah. Thanks, kid. Yeah. Um, that's also a really interesting thing to think about from an audience perspective 
in that same because she is kind of it is played up for kind of a surprise of like oh yeah. she like Pepper's here um it's it's interesting to think of like there are probably a lot of people who saw this movie hadn't seen Civil War yeah but had seen any of the first three Iron Man movies yeah and they're like oh it's, it's Pepper or maybe they don't they, maybe they don't even know her name but it's like oh it's the girl that Tony's with and so like they don't even like register that and if you're in if you have, have seen Civil War and you're more invested in this franchise then it's like oh she's back like they, they, they made up like that's awesome like it's it's a great I don't know that's such a cool little idea to, to look on over just like the, the cultural consciousness over these 10 years like I bet there are not many people who saw this movie and didn't know who she was yeah or who, who she was playing like yeah that's interesting and then at the end, Aunt May finds out that he's Spider-Man. Yep. And I, some people were, were upset with that. Because Aunt May has been a stale character for the past why, 60 years why and th- has I think not the, changed. Well, I think the issue is, like, it depends on whether or not they actually really delve into that going into the next one. They're going to have to. Like, yeah. There's no way you can avoid that. Yeah. But it'd just be like, oh, it ends like that. That, that's not how I feel I think yeah. it's fine I think it's it's great because I, I think it's if, if we had had to deal with that in this movie it would have started to get to it, the point of exhausting it reminded me of, of I'm going to do a positive reference to the DCEU it okay. reminded me of Man of Steel where very early on Lois realizes who Clark is yep it's like oh you're Superman yep I, I feel like that so some of these the older secret identity tropes that are kind of very shaky in their foundation yep. were just kind of like moving yep. right past it and that's yeah and, and that's kind of been a theme through the mcu too of like secret identities are way sloppier and harder to, to hide than the comics yeah. kind of make it out like and, and realistically it would be very difficult to actually keep this a secret from so many people like the fact that ned finds out like right away yeah um no it's really good and, the, and of course the fact that tony finds out in the latin civil war as well like, yeah it just like figures it out so michael Chikino's score I have no Good. opinion about. I like it. It's fine. It's there. I I don't find it nearly as memorable as as any of the other Spider Man scores. I think. Yeah, that's fair. It feels very filler. Yeah. Like there is a Spider Man theme, but I don't. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah. Same. Compared to the other MCU scores, it's better than those, mostly. Maybe slightly, like. I, I think it's. I think a lot it's, of the scores get a C. This score gets like a C plus. I don't. I mean, that's. <laughs> I would. I would argue a lot of them get a C minus. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe lower. Um, yeah. Anything else we need to cover? I think. I feel like we 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 got it. We we swung through it all. Oh no! So <laughs> what what grade are you giving this, Tyler? What grade are you giving this? I'm going B plus. And I, I know after all the praise I've heaped on this movie, and I feel like the balance of pros versus cons, maybe... We didn't even talk about the humor. I should, probably should have mentioned that. It didn't bother me at all. Like there Well, were... that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a plus, because it's not... Well, I, I, di- I didn't feel any moments like what people typically criticize the Marvel movies for, a super serious moment that's undercut by a joke that completely ruins it. I no, didn't. I this, didn't get any of that from this. Oh, it this gets movie, it gets serious when it needs to get serious. Like it's a very good balance of tone. Yes, and the humor is not at all like in your face ever. Yeah, yeah. which is very nice. But, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm going B plus. 
just because I feel like it's it's very safe. I I don't know. It's very hard for me to describe it. Like it's not. It doesn't feel super ambitious. Yeah. It's just very smartly made. Um. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, Go like, with eight. Okay. Lock it in. Make it happen. I figured. The Disney checks are fast and flowing. They're fast and furious. That too. No, that's that's not Disney. Like this. <laughs> Of course, B plus. This is the grade that I gave Amazing Spider Man, and now like Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man is just like <laughs> B B minus. Shift that down a little bit. Yeah, like this is what, like maybe maybe if it ha- if if the directing was a little bit more special, yeah, or distinct, maybe it'd go up. That's fair. It's kind of like you said. The directing is is probably my least favorite thing about the movie, and it's competent. Yeah, and so like and everything else. I'm the the more we talk about, it, the more I'm like, man. Yep, go with it. I I feel I, it's it's weird how how high I am on these last few Marvel movies. Um, what I give Guardians to A minus. Yeah. Well, Doctor Strange. I, I, I what did I give that B minus. Okay, that's there we go. That's, I feel better about that. Yeah, it happens. I feel like this last few has been a great run. I feel like I've I've not v- explained my my grading <laughs> very well for this one. I think I like. I think every now and then I'll just put you in a weird situation because I'll be like talking about things and then I'll say a grade that's like right in line with it because I'm I'm kind of like yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's it's really good and it's 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 just shy of being great. That's fair. I really enjoy it. Um, I didn't expect to give it that high grade going into this discussion. Good talk. So next week we're going to be addressing Thor Ragnarok. Yes. And I'm trying to remember. So so that one will be released when Infinity War comes out, like after Infinity. Yes, War. Yes, that will be released after. We will have already talked about it. We're we're not we're gonna wait. We're gonna go ahead and we have actually already watched it. We're gonna talk about it soon, and we're gonna release it because um, this this podcast that we're doing right now will be going up the week. The j- couple days before Infinity War comes yeah. out, um, and then so we'll be releasing Ragnarok the week after, but we don't really feel like watching Infinity War. Then, however it might be, coming back and being like, "Oh yeah, now we're going to talk about Thor Ragnarok," yeah. so we just went ahead and watched it. We're going to go ahead and, and have that ready to go, and just upload it after. Yeah. So, yep. Look into the magic. A little, little just inside info. Okay. <laughs> G- give them our contact information. So you can find us on here come the sequels You can find us on Twitter at HCT Sequels. You can find us on iTunes and YouTube. And also email. And here come the sequels at gmail.com. I made it. Okay. That's it. We're done. Okay. <laughs> okay. Artist subjective. Nothing is real. Thanks for listening.